Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things Dwarfy. I'm Jonathan. I'm Roland. I'm Tony. And this is our 60th episode that we are recording now. Amazing. You wouldn't have thought it was possible. <laughs> We're planning on uh, continuing the, the the last couple of questions for the Q&A that we had started on our last episode today. Have you guys been playing much since the last episode? Not too much. I did a little bit of, well, tidy up work here with our fort that we have been chronicling the super old world that's really hard. Mm-hmm. But I hit FPS death on it, so I was hoping maybe you guys would have some suggestions for quick and easy things to check to alleviate FPS death. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is 197 FPS death to you? <laughs> uh, it's paused. It is, it is paused. So okay. when I unpause, you will watch. And down we go in very, very, very fast order. It looks like there might be some pathing problems. Oh, yeah. You're down to 11. Oh, yeah. Whew. Oh, 11. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can see that. How many animals do you have, by the way? Well, that's a good question. So animals. Let's check that out. Because if animals have pathing issues, they might actually be the, the problem. We have quite a few animals here. Oh, yeah, you have a lot of animals, my, my dude. Should we, should we dispatch a few of these animals? I mean, Let's do that. It, uh, it depends. If you do have locked doors, then some animals will repeatedly try to pass through the door and then clutter your entire PC. Okay, I don't think we've got any of those. The, the option without killing animals is obviously putting them into cages, but uh, you, you, can, you can do whatever. But yeah, uh, sometimes... So put the animals in cages? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony, with you slaughtering all of your puppies, I'm not going to take any crap anymore about making cat soap. <laughs> well, it's, let's just be reasonable here. There's plenty of other creatures in this thing. What's this yak bowl? We don't need llamas and yak bowls. That's just annoying. So I'm going to let them get to that and we'll see if that does it. But look, you can see there's a lot of pathing spam. So obviously I think maybe something's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah it, it could be that simply because when I have egg layers and they have fertile eggs and they hatch and the chickens want to get out of the coop, for example, but my door's locked, then they will keep running into my door until my FPS is basically zero. And ah. it gets worse when I do assign them to somewhere else because the animals have a natural need to get to where you actually want them to be, except for cats, but that's a different story. So you tell them you don't have to be in this room, you have to be in the other, but both doors are locked. So they smash their faces into the door in the hopes that it uh, then uh, opens but the only thing that happens is your FPS going down to absolute zero. Oh, no, that's not good. Okay, yeah, yeah. no, there's no locked doors. I've had some challenges with locked doors before. It looks like you're at 21 at this moment. And yeah, I have, so been, I have been running 21 to 25 with my fortress for probably a week now. Oh, okay. So you're not feeling this is very FPS death ET. Well, look, see, it's 18 now, 17. Well, it, it would be nicer if it was faster. And if you're used to running it like 500 frames per second, like whenever you have, you know, the unregulated frames, yeah, it's going to seem slow. 
I have gotten used to it, though. It's just things take longer in my fortress now, and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere south of 20-something very quickly. I feel like my problems are that this, you know, like this guy's trying to hunt for small creatures, but he can't find a path. So I feel like something's gone wrong. Can you click A for us for a second as an announcement? Can you go up one page? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm, that's not too many. It's not too many. I mean, it's spammy, but it's not too spammy. Seems to be tied to this guy, Onal. Let's figure out where he is. Maybe he's got himself into a bit of a jam. After we do that, I've got another thing that I'd like to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it while I dither. Do you have a dump set up, and do you have in DF Hack turned on the uh, auto dump? Uh, what it will do is it will collect nope. old clothing that are worn and confiscate them from uh, dwarfs who like to hold on to things even though they're trashed. I do have a dump. It will confiscate them and uh, automatically put them in the dump so that you can atom smasher. I said, do you have a dump? What I meant was, do you have an atom smasher? I've started to set one up here. Let's see, is this working? That's become one of the first things that I do now is, is set up a three-tile atom smasher just for, for that purpose. Hmm. It's really handy, too, whenever you, get, uh, whenever you start to have attacks and your fortress fields get littered with goblinite. And because anytime that there's a battle, you have about half the things in it are all worn because they get damaged during the fights. So in, I will always claim them and dump them or claim them and melt them, depending on if it's metal or not. So here's an interesting, maybe uh, this would be a bug. The guy that's giving me all of the can't find path and pathing problems currently is exploring a different site, not part of the fortress. Oh. Huh. He seems to be exploring uh, a place called Muted Mirror, yet he is busy trying to hunt for small creatures. So that's so serious. So are it? you attached to this dwarf? I'd like to kill him. Um, because <laughs> Why don't he you expel him? Be... <laughs> okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's get can can you guy. even expel him if he's not there? Yeah, that's what I wonder. Let's see. Well, is he um, actually actually off map, or is he really on map? That's the question. Now, it says he's cleaning now. What, how can you... Dude. Oh, look. I think we found our problem. He's trapped in the caverns, because he's an idiot. <laughs> that shouldn't do the uh, pathing issue. Well, I think he can't do anything. And so I think he's stuck here. And he's supposed to be, look, he's got his top task here is explore mute mirror. Wait, wait, other people are in there as well. See, hey, he's not alone. guys are in here. Why are they both in here trying to do this thing? Okay, so <laughs> I think you have trapped. a very different problem going on. <laughs> I think there's definitely some trouble here with these characters. Uh, let's get them out of there. Let's figure out how we can do that. Right, so that's let this be a cautionary tale in Door Fortress bug fixing, or idiot fixing, I guess, in this case. So how have you guys been? <laughs> While Tony is trying to get his dwarfs to uh, to find their way out of the cavern, <laughs> why don't you talk about the stream series that you've set up yes. with, uh, yeah. with Paranoid, Paranoid Metroid? That's yes, awesome. I would love to. Um, okay, cool. so it basically went like this. He set up everything and started the fortress. Um, he generated a world specifically for it. Um, I watched his stream and it, it took him, what, like three hours just to get the first thing started simply because he was really making sure everything was right. And I have to say, I admire that. 
I really admire that. The amount of detail he did in 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 this setup was amazing. You know, I, I go through Embark like, yeah, whatever, give me some pickaxes. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, right? And he went into every single dwarf and was like, what is your personality? And let's give you a job that fits. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Oh, oh no. And... Um, he even did the, uh, did it for the military, right? Um, he went through and looked into who is good for the military, who is very fitting to be a military dwarf. But he forgot to assign a um, specific uniform, so it was just mixed. And also I had to disband it. And then I felt really shabby because I didn't put these exact people right back. Oh. Um, so instead <laughs> took people that actually had uh, knowledge for spears. Uh, as a preference, and um, mm. I felt shabby for it. You know, I, I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and he goes through and is like, yeah, no, this this person is like easily stressed or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you can play the game like that, okay? Um, have you spoken to Paranoid Metroid since you have destroyed his original squad? <laughs> no, no, that was just uh, like one or two hours earlier. I have not spoken to him. I'm a, I'm a little bit scared, uh, okay. to be honest. He spent all that time getting their personalities right, and then you kill him in the first thing by sending him off to some death mission. Nice. No, 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 no. They're not sent off. But, um, I mean, I gave them spears. They, they have steel spears. I made a metal industry. He can't be too mad at me, right? Um, as long as those stores wanted that, Roland, as long as they wanted to do that, that feels like a lot of pressure because like if you're playing in the big leagues and I think that's the big league, the big leagues, a lot of pressure, you know, the professional what do you mean, big leagues? players, like somebody who's not uh, messing around. Culture differences, culture, culture alert. That's right. Culture alert. <laughs> boop, boop. The big Just leagues wow. in America is, is the top tier of professional sports level. Like uh, Major League Baseball, the National Football League, National Basketball Association, probably like um, like well, what's the what's the the soccer league in in England that's the you know has the Manchester United and has the the relegation and all that is that so just a, it's not just association football is it yeah there's you can get relegated to the lower leagues and stuff anyway, like that yeah so the big leagues is is the the so not top in tier. Terms, not bundesliga it'd be like one something that's not that if we're talking german sports oh, anyway nice. this is fascinating stuff <laughs> uh, the ironic part is i don't know anything at all about sports so i yeah, i was just using it as a as a way to describe I'm, overall competence. i'm a bit of a sports yeah i i'm a bit of a sports fan so oh you are okay all right. So mostly football uh, and basketball. Okay. So yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Good. Back to back off. Back on topic. Yeah. So uh, lost my train of thought. <laughs> Where's the whiskey? Uh, right. Yeah. It's morning here, so I'm gonna <laughs> give that a miss. Okay. Yeah. So I've got. I've, I think we've got some Dwarven uh, uh, works coming to rescue these guys. Uh, that are trapped in the caverns. I don't understand how they got into the caverns because I thought I'd done a pretty good job of closing them off. So I think that's going to be a, uh, what do you call it? One of those happy accidents that may happen in the future. If we get a forgotten beast that may come and pay us a visit. So to let folks know, paranoid Metroid posted on his channel, 
the first uh, setup video yes. of the of the Bloodline Fortress that he and cool. Roland are playing. I and, can uh, only say you should watch it because it is very interesting. Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, if if you're doing the character development for them, that's that certainly is taking things to a level beyond what I've done. I think that's pretty neat. But I'll put I'll put in the show notes both the links to Paranoid Metroids, and so I'll post uh, links to Roland's YouTube channel. I'm I'm still pretty stoked about the stuff that uh, Paranoid Metroid's putting out there because he's really nailed the good production coupled with very short and informative, po- like you know, very short and informative context. Context like he doesn't try to boil the ocean with the video. It's like here's how we're going to do this, and then it kind of gets right to it and does it in a very clear and concise, well edited way. So, man, what a what a good uh, good use of his time. So thanks, buddy. This segment is made possible by a grant from Logan Hastings, creator of B.R. Onal, The Earth of Mirroring, a bronze anvil. All Crafts Dwarfship is of the highest quality. It is studded with bronze and decorated with giant cave spider silk and apple wood. This object menaces with spikes of dog leather, mule leather, and shale. On the item is an image of smooth pebbles and tiger iron. Also on the item is an image of Finn Ankles the bulky cave spider silk shoe and cat bone. Let's go over these questions that we had that were Q&A because otherwise I think we're going mm-hmm. to get sidetracked and forget to do it. Fantastic. So continuing where we left off last week, Eshep sent an email saying he's yet to find something that he needed. Dwarf therapist. Uh, we, it's our never-ending conversation about whether dwarf therapist is a savior of mankind or if it's the bane of human existence. So for simple tasks, he, uh, I'll just go ahead and read it here. I've yet to find something for which I needed therapist for simple tasks of managing who does what jobs or just a quick rolls at a glance. I prefer to use dwarf manipulator. It's quick, simple, and doesn't distract me from the game. Should be enabled by default with DF hack. If not, it's just enable manipulator in your DF hack init. To find it in game, simply press L for labors from the unit screen. Uh, what? Yeah, dwarf manipulator. I've not actually used this before. What is it and why? I don't. I'm what? From the unit screen. Let's do that. Oh, there's some miasma. Made a big mistake. Now everybody's going into the caverns. This isn't really what I wanted. And you have my purple FPS layer. death problem is gone, so that's yeah, cool. that's Better. that's great. What's going on? Hey, that's that's what it was. Cool. Yeah, so that was cool. So that got got us back up a little higher. That's swell. Anyway, I hope everyone has so, a nice time out there. So we're going to units. Okay, you for units, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what was the? And then he says hit L for L. Manage labels. Oh my god, this looks like. The hard mode for I've I've accidentally gotten here before. Oh wow! Okay, I feel like I'm on a BBS back in the 1980s here. If you want to do it a little bit, so uh, for those who are are not watching the stream oh and have not been on this page before, <laughs> have you ever looked at the Matrix screensaver? Yeah, yeah. The, it looks a lot like if you took the uh, the health chart and put it on steroids. I mean, I I find this pretty cool, but um. I don't know what, well, I, well, like all things Dwarf Fortress, you're not going to understand it on your first glance. No one's and, a druid. Yeah, that's impossible usually. 
I can see here that I don't have any druids. And this is the first time I've ever seen that in the context of Dwarf Fortress. Druids? druids? Well, no, they're, they're uh, an elvish thing. Well, I think. everyone here is definitely not a druid. I don't know why it's... That's, need to that's good. That. That's good. good. I'm glad they're not druids. I don't like druids. But it kind of reminds me of an in-game dwarf therapist. This is kind of cool. Yeah, it is exactly that, huh? It's basically a more a more interesting way. Look, this guy's goal is so to be a father. Well, that's fun. Create great artwork. That's pretty neat. You can see what all these people want. I guess I can see some value. I mean, I, I think this is kind of cool. Stay alive. Around at it. Stay alive. Is that what I'm Stay well, alive. I'm afraid that's asking a lot. That's that poor bastard who was stuck in your cave, right? Yeah, well, stay alive awesome. might might be um, the start of a necromancer, you know, because he becomes oh. obsessed with his own mortality at some point. Mm-hmm. Or it that's could good... be the start of a Bee Gees song. It's true. Oh, Lord God. Yes. Uh, Ouch. Uh, I'm just going to kill this guy straight Dad for joke. that. I'm locking yeah. him in the caverns just because that. You can go figure out how to stay alive there. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just going to be a moron and put a door in. Well, cool. Troll's going to kick down. <laughs> so thank you, Eshep, for sending us that yeah. comment. And boom, That's learned cool. something new today. So like my it. day is worthwhile. I like it. I like right. it. As a, as a non, um, I, I don't know what any, oh, not Carpenter, not Boyer. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Um, this seems great for people who don't want to use therapist. Keith Richardson writes in, uh, re- and uh, this is uh, with regard to clothing production, because we uh, spent a little bit of time on an episode, and I don't exactly remember which one it was, but talking about the varieties of clothing and how we would like to see more of that. <clears throat> Regarding clothing production, Dwarf Fortress is amazing in its detail, but this is often my kryptonite as well. Once I can produce enough cloth to actually make clothing, I'm immediately intimidated by the daunting task of clothing every dwarf. Left shoe, right shoe, gloves, socks, etc. Typically, I set my production using the manager. In other words, if you have materials, make until you have this many. Setting this up for each clothing piece seems like an impossible task. What methods do you use to keep your dwarf clothed? That is such a good question. Hmm. I usually just do the very basics. So I do uh, robes. Um, I do pants. And I do shoes. And it stops there. I don't do anything else. And if they bring something through the caravan or they make like an artifact... They bring it because some migrant arrived and they died into in my caverns, which never happened before. <clears throat> um, then they get some extra stuff, but usually I don't go beyond that because now they're fully closed and they don't need any specials. You know, they they don't run around going like, "No, I need a cap. No, I need like something glove like." Or, or I need socks. They don't really need that. They just want it to be generally clothed. So I just do the very minimum. I mean, sure, that, that means I'm kind of lazy, but ultimately I just have to do three things. Like a robe, trousers, and, and shoes. And so that's pretty easy to do. Is it? Yeah. What do you do, Tony? Uh, I don't. I ignore it because I have not figured out uh, the clothing <laughs> thing properly. So I you got a bunch of naked dwarves running around. I, I kind of just let them deal with it. 
Um, oh no! Yeah, I'm one step better than that though. It's, I'm just no just like, one small step. I get a little overwhelmed at it. I'm like, God, I don't know, like how many side socks and Lord, it's just <laughs> it starts to feel kind of hard. So I'm like, well, hopefully they don't, you know, freak out and start killing everybody over not being able to have warm socks. But <laughs> yeah, once I note that my dwarves are wearing a lot of shabby clothing and stuff. At that point, the next caravan that comes in, uh, I will just, you know, buy up all their clothing and put them in a stockpile and let the people go to town. So that's, that's a very lazy way to do it, but it seems to work. I will always build a loom and a clothier so that we can make some, some silk cloth. And, uh, and whenever that way, if someone goes into a strange mood, and wants to make a, a really fancy piece of clothing, then that'll give them the opportunity to do that. Seems to always be hmm. uh, one of my earliest strange boods is to make some fancy piece of clothing. So hmm. those are always fun. My so I usually will get it going it. like that. That to me is the thing. Cause I could, I've set up the loom and the clothier and, and I do all that stuff. And I'm like, Oh, okay, a robe and maybe a hat. Once they, you have the loom set up, and correct me if I'm wrong, Roland. Uh, once they have the loom set up, they will automatically make thread and cloth out of silk that they collect. And if mm-hmm. you, then if you also shear an animal that you can get like a like wool from, they will automatically create yarn from the wool, and then we'll make a bolt of cloth out of it, and then you can use that in the clothiers workshop. It's I think it's a lot like if you have a fish cleaning, whatever the uh, fishery setup, whenever the fishers bring in their fish, they automatically get cleaned. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Whenever you have a butcher's shop, whenever a hunters go out and kill something, they automatically get butchered. You don't yeah. have to think about it once you get that set up. Yeah. That, right. that is just take care of it. It's like, okay. Yeah. So that's what the loom, I think the loom is very much like that. There's something to do with the farmer's workshop that has to do with, I think, processing plants for thread or something like that. I think that's a little more involved. Yeah, and uh, if you want to shear an animal, you also need a, form, a farmer's workshop. Yeah, That's right, yeah. But uh, I usually have all three kinds of cloth, like silk, plant, and... There's yarn. Uh... Yarn, cloth, and silk, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I, I always have like two or three options open so i always go with the robe silk robe because you know that's cool also a bit roman um then i do cloth trousers because i imagine them to be a bit thicker and if i'm in a cold area i i try to go for wool trousers for for warmth and then i do leather shoes because I, i i might be imagining this but i think that leather shoes do keep better in like how's that like they 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 keep longer a little bit of durability yes durability right. thank you durability thank you i i like to imagine they have a better durability than just uh like a silk shoe so i always do like leather shoes all right well yeah. i'm inspired and i'm gonna i'm gonna have a clothing workshop section <laughs> built here so we can get to the bottom of this uh, so we need a tanner's workshop. Dwarf Fortress is the haven for for micromanagers, but that's one thing that I don't care to micromanage is my dwarves' clothing. Oh, I just yeah, let them ideal. wear what they want to wear, and I spend my time uh, micromanaging other things like archers. 
I'm don't obsessed with archers. Have to micromanage the making of all the clothing, or are you saying you you actually manage to set it and forget it with that as well? I just buy a crap load of clothing from the from the caravans as they come in, and and just let them sit in the stockpile, and they go grab what they want. Hmm. So if I make a bunch of cloth robes, that so somebody's probably going to come do that. Oh yes, yeah, I mean plant cloth. Oh, well, I micromanage my bedrooms to the nth. I want to make sure that there is at least one bedroom for every dwarf in my place, and I want them to all to be, if not royal bedrooms, at least you know everyone gets a throne room. Damn, really? <laughs> That's pretty nice. That's very kind of you. Crazy. I'll, yeah, I uh, I make sure that I that all of my bedrooms have masterworks in beds, coffers, and cabinets, and I will put pedestals and artifacts in everybody's rooms. Yeah. Uh, every every bedroom gets engraved floors. Crazy. Have, yeah. Yeah. I only can do that for the uh, dormitories. Everybody loves sleeping in a wonderful bedroom. You can That's always true. look at their thoughts, talk about how wonderfully happy they were about being in a wonderful bedroom. Well, that, that makes sense. I mean, I, I imagine these fortresses are pretty dank and unpleasant. <laughs> it's pretty so. easy to set up, too. So. so thank you, Keith Richardson. More food for thought, and you've planted a bug in Tony's ear to to work on his clothing industry. So there we go. Now they'll have, now they'll have silk robes and leather boots. That's fantastic. Super, super, super. Woohoo! Dwarf Fortress Roundtable is brought to you in part by Jack Ditlin, creator of Nullivan Umbin Sanid, Tumpraries the Ambiguity of Morning, a Goshenite table. All crafts dwarfship is of the highest quality. It is encircled with bands of tapered baguette-cut Goshenites. This object is adorned with hanging rings of silver. On the item is an image of dwarves in Goshenite. The dwarves are traveling. The artwork relates to the foundation of trade whispered by the dreamy tour of the fleshy hairy swords in the year one. Moving on to another topic here. On November 4th, a video was released of Blind working over uh, a video apparently that Zach had done a playthrough of that details the day-to-day operations of the military menu and looked pretty cool. Um, uh, my first thought was that, hey, are, are they accepting applications for, for beta testing of the new Dwarf Fortress? <laughs> I want to get in on that. It's beta time. Yeah. Yeah, but I read a little closer, like and it was blind doing commentary on something that Zach had done, so. But I'll, I'll link that in the show notes as well. But the thing that I really liked about it, the thing that I'm most excited about, and is what is going to change the way I run my fortresses, is the ease with which you can set up patrols for your military. It is clicking to add waypoints. Now, correct me, I may be wrong. You may be able to do that now. But the it looks like simplicity to uh, to create waypoints so you can have your squads when they're on duty to patrol around the perimeter of your wall and to go back and forth on your gate. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think you can do that now, can't you? You yeah. can do patrol routes and things now. I think it's just complicated, so people... It is. Other than it Android is. Metroid probably don't do it. Hey, Tony, Claudius Stute asks uh, what graphics pack we're running in Steam. Is that a... Is this Vellinger? This is Vellinger, yep. Okay. That's right. The big V. 
Cool. So yeah, that's uh, that linger. I tend to run uh, uh, Phoebus just because. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like the Vetlinger one. I like the Mef one as well. So it's always a really, I'm always on the edge. I like the Vetlinger because the tile set's just a bit brighter. And I noticed that Mef, the, I think the contrast is just, it's a bit dark and similar for my old aging eyes for something with a bit more contrast. Both Vetlinger and uh, Mef and Mayday's pack is, uh, is very detailed. Yeah. Well, totally. So. It's really, everything looks really good. They've all done a really, oh, oh. What's that? Oh, yeah. Oh, we've got a forgotten beast has come yeah. towering theropod with external ribs. It has a long straight horn and a gaunt appearance. It's tote feathers are downy. Beware it's poisonous bite. Oh, well. Nah, that's it's going to be fine. It has no wings. Fine. I think it's just going to, I think it's all just going to blow away. We'll just send yeah. the dwarves to the tavern and grab a pint and wait for all of this to blow and it's gone. So that was easy. I get a lot of those where they come in and they're like, no, we're done. They just, it seems like things are going to get really bad. And then they're, then they go as fast as they came. I'm in I'm invincible. (laughs) (laughs) This fort will never, ever fall. He says, yes. As if to invite, uh, you know, a, a pack of Colossuses, Uh, Colossi. Colossus never, never going to happen. This is the, the, but mind you, this is the world that I've never survived more than a year in. So it's extraordinary that we've made it this far. I'm assuming that I have made a, a particularly easy world because my fortress that I'm running now pick hour is like on year nine or so. And it is going along fine. I've fought off several goblin sieges I don't know what happened to the elves. I, don't, I, I know that I talked about the elves ambushing me uh, every year for a while. Well, they've stopped that. I don't know if they're all dead or, or what it is, but they've stopped ambushing me. But mm-hmm. I've taken care of several forgotten beasts, several night creatures. Yeah, it's uh, the only thing wow. that I haven't run into yet is is undead. So looking forward to that. Oh, my God. I've got, <laughs> I've got five melee squads and one archery squad. Damn. Okay. And I found completely filled. Yes. Yes. Uh, the, the, my fortress has 170 people in it. Ooh, holy smacks. Yeah. And I'm, like I said, I'm running at about 25 frames per second and it seems to be stable at that. And with that many dwarves, it's, it's, uh, it, it, I, I'm not unhappy with that performance. The well, problem with the fortress is, is that I'm having trouble keeping it together with organization as happens <laughs> with whenever you have a big fortress like that. Right. So I have found that one of the best ways to train your archers is not even with archery ranges is to send them down to the caverns to kill crundles. <laughs> that is the best Seriously? way. Yeah. That's awesome. It, I'm I read that. on, I think it was on the, either the wiki or some, or maybe it was a Reddit post, but apparently one shot, you know, they, they gain experience by shooting their bows and mm-hmm. they, if, mm-hmm. whether it's into a target or at an enemy, apparently you get like orders of magnitude more experience for shooting at enemies than you do from shooting at yeah, targets. That is true. So, and crundles, I mean, you could step on a crundle and it's going to die. So they're not at much danger, even if they have to hit it over the head with their, with their bow, th- that's fine. They're going to live through it. So, yeah, I am pretty mm-hmm. much. I've got an archery range. They 
don't use, they use it sometimes. They don't use it as much as I would like them to, but I don't really care that much because anytime that I see that the people who are harvesting tower caps in the, in the caverns, when I see that they get interrupted by a crundle, I send my archery squad down there to, to take care of them. And whenever I get attacked by goblins, they seem to hold their own and I will lose one or two uh, archers cool. in a, in a, in a siege, but not really that many. I have them hang behind, send my other five uh, squadrons of melee people to attack the goblins, and yeah, it works pretty well. This segment is brought to you by Potato Bomb, creator of Desorbitan, Entrance Com, a silver animal trap. All crafts dwarfship is of the highest quality. It is encrusted with rectangular praise capuchons, decorated with beak dog bone, and encircled with bands of octagon cut praises. This object is adorned with hanging rings of hoary marmot leather and menaces with spikes of violet spessartine. On the item is an image of dwarves in silver. The dwarves are traveling. The artwork relates to the foundation of Pick Hour by the roughness of ankles of the fleshy hairy swords in the early spring of the year 5. Also on the item is an image of the fenced neutralization the steel pick in yak leather. Tony, do you have a squad? Yeah, look, we got a couple squads. Two ten yeah, squads show us here. so I can judge. <laughs> oh, would you like to see the military? Would you like to yes. see the cunning channels or the doors yes. of robustness? I would like to see what kind of uh, equipment you have given them. Well, whether or not you did uniforms or not. I am never going to show you my squads, man. You oh, no, you delighted. did not. You did not. <laughs> Look at that. Look at it. They're all well equipped. We've got sword stores and axe stores. And look, everybody's happy. Nightmare. All happy. My nightmare. You're doing great. But everybody's doing yeah. cunning and, and robust. They've got uniforms, I think. So, for those who are not seeing the live stream, Roland is horrified that Tony has mixed weapon type squads yeah, yeah that that is you know what i mm. like to give them freedom and choice and no. i feel like you know no. if you if you mix it up everyone can learn from each other i think that's important so they've got so it would be nice to see some dwarven science oh yeah. what's that tony i said well it's nice you know you can see what your buddy with the axe can do and yeah, yeah that's how you learn it would cool. be nice to have some dwarven science happen if we could take a uh a save that was manipulated such that you have squads that you're setting up and maybe, maybe have a siege going on so that you can have some sort of um, objective statistical analysis of performance between, you know, a brand new set of all hammer dwarves or a brand new set of, of a squad that has uh, mixed, you know, uh, own preference, melee weapons and maybe see what they look like after a little bit of experiences gained because I do like, the, I, I now I realize that objectively it's probably better to have your 10 hammers, 10 macemen and such. Uh, but I, I do like the variety of having swords and flails and morning stars and, and all that. So yeah, yeah everybody's I, got I like to iron. see them have their own choice. The, the, 
the, the questionable person here is this wrestler that's carrying a date palm wood spear. I don't know that that's a good idea. But he is a wrestler, so... He's trying. He's trying, or she. She's also wearing a honey badger leather dress, which sounds nice. But yeah, everybody's well, got One of the things you can mostly. specify, I think, is, is metal. That you can force them to use metal uh, weapons. I mean, I'm that just going to say this. You can make some... Oh, okay, listen, listen, okay? This, uh-huh. this will sound mm-hmm. insane, but listen. You can make a uniform for spears and one for hammers and one for swords. Then make three different squads and don't fill them up. So you still have like two spears and three hammers, like six swords. But what's at my, least they're not mixed. What's <laughs> my what's my what what's the net positive for the work that goes into it? Like um, the net that, positive is, is you get no cross training. So if you give everybody their own room to train in, they only train their respective weapons and nothing else. I thought CrossFit was what all the kids were doing these days. That's why I was going for this. <sighs> I, I get what you're saying there, Owen. I get what you're saying. No, I'm, 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 I'm time, just... Uh, yeah, I yeah. think you're saying it's yeah. like, oh, God, this guy's got a crossbow. Why is he even in here? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's like... I think, I think you're making a rolling like, point there for him, Tony. If you're all... Yeah, no, this is actually not the training room. But um, I don't know where they are. There's, they're not... Nobody's training in here. I don't know where they've gone. Scumbags. Um, yeah, I think I, I get your point. It's like, basically, if you've got everybody that's a spear dwarf, they're training with spear dwarfs, so their spear dwarfs from the trip, that's better, which I, I can totally get that point. Paranoid Metroid uh, made the comment that uh, he realizes how much it sounds like a how it's made narrator. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, if you want to, if that's the way you wanted to go with the videos, that's fine. But I don't think you sound inherently like a how it's made narrator. It, well, it, not in the in the the fortress the bloodline fortress stream you do kind of sound like that in the micro uh lessons but i think that's the whole point of the micro lessons so mm-hmm. yeah go with what you love because if you're going to do it for a while you don't want to get sick of it and uh sp yes adamantine spears those oh, yeah. would rock Gotta get I wish spears that. had reach yeah Does we this... need reach with spears they Does should be able to throw those things we've got some really unusual visitors here i've got a goblin criminal pale corpse I'm not used to those kind of visitors in my fortress. What's he doing? He's just, I think he's just having a good time, really. Looks like he's Is that your tavern? Like, yeah. And then there's a human bitter zombie, which, okay. All right. Huh. I'm interested in that. I, I don't. So the, this is a humanoid driven to cruelty by its evil nature. Well, she seems better now, though, I guess. Goblin criminal pale corpse. Okay, I mean, I mean what do I do? <laughs> Goblin beast hunter. Why are they here? I, I would have thought these would be the kind of things that would want to be killy, but they seem pretty chill. Now, maybe they're on a mission, you know, mission to retrieve your artifacts in a sneaky manner, if you get my drift. Ah, I see. Well, there's a lot of people in here, so it's going to be hard to steal stuff, I think. Well, your dwarves don't have to be welcoming. You can send your squads after those guys. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're, I mean, you know, I don't really want to yuck their yums. They seem okay. Like, I've built a library. Maybe we can all get along. You know, maybe this is like the, you know, this is the start of sorting out this crazy evil world, which I don't know what all, like I'm looking at the world map right now. I am not good at reading Dwarf Fortress world maps. 
I haven't even tried to start. The caravans tell me that they have added changes to my world. I just ignore it. Yeah, I know the Omega is a dwarf fortress, and the AE thing is the elf stuff. I, I know that part. But I, you know, I don't know what the little candy canes are, and sometimes the colors get a little bit yummy. I know the capital I is the tower, but uh, I don't know what the little red and green Christmassy candy canes are. I'm not sure what any of that stuff is. I would love a key. Maybe there is a key. Is there a key? On Dwarf Fortress Wiki, there is. Oh, cool. Yeah. Look up. I think it's under the world map uh, page on the Dwarf Fortress Wiki. Yeah, I was trying to decide if I would do that or just wait for the update. Hey, so I built an archery tower. Hey, what? Tell, tell yeah, us about so that. you know, you go up about? from underground, and it goes up one level, and I've got the fortifications and all that. I haven't managed to get my archers to stay in there, which is why I, I'm interested in the patrol thing. I might have them patrol my archery towers, and you know, it's more of a vanity project than anything else because I don't really know how useful an actual archery tower would be. Well, if they've got iron crossbows, when they throw them off the top, the gravity can do a lot of damage when the crossbow <laughs> hits the attacking enemies. I've not run into that problem uh, so far. Yeah. My my archers have been fairly well behaved, so I don't know. I don't know why. I joke, but they are. But that was user error, I'm sure. I've also got a another decorative work. You know, I built the pyramid over my courtyard, and my fortress, strangely enough, is still surviving and and actually thriving. So now I'm building a giant sphere on the outside of my, uh, my fortress just for the, to give the dwarves something to do because I've not really figured out what I want the purpose. Well, what actually it's not that I haven't figured out the purpose. I just keep expecting something horrible to happen to bring my fortress down and it's just not happening. So we're going to build a giant ball. Outside of our, our fortress entrance. Don't worry. And I will post a picture of that on the, uh, uh, on maybe an upcoming episodes featured picture. All right. Yeah. Uh, SP noted that keeping the arch- archers in place with a barrow is, uh, is the, the best way to do that, which I agree, but it's an additional thing that I have to remember that I've got a barrow for them. And so I'm thinking that a patrol Scheduling a patrol might, for you could probably schedule barrows too. Can you? Can you schedule barrows? Schedule, as in make them as in have there at specific points in time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I need to do that then. Yeah, put put them in a barrow whenever they're on duty. And however, if they're assigned to a barrow, will they leave the barrow if I if I tell the squad to attack a? a an enemy? I think that overrides it. Yeah. Not sure though. Cool. I I have I not fiddled with that too much. I don't just don't get it. <laughs> For me, the burrow comes out only when when I'm in panic mode, when it's Yeah, me too. Me too. It's just I'm like a quick run. The civilian alert barrow that's inevitably named bug out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> panic I think is what yeah. I've helpfully called mine. Yeah. So yeah, uh, SP says that it, it confirms that active military will run out of the barrow. And yeah, uh, SP says to have them patrol the barrow, which, yeah, again, I want to experiment with patrolling because that will change uh, the way I play the game. I think one of the things I love to do with with uh, 
RTS games like Empire Earth and Age of Empires and so on was to set up patrols around the perimeter of my of my area that I had that I was working with because it would always give me you know early warning and and I would have all of my armies pretty much patrolling at all times. Hmm. Interesting. So, so that no matter no matter where the attack came from, it guaranteed that I would have somebody nearby to engage quickly, and then I could run everybody else up up there. So yeah. that seems like a good idea. So I think that we're going to do maybe one more episode before we go on our winter break. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. So let's get those 2021 questions in. Ah, release. Uh, release <laughs> schedule, release predictions. I predict February 2022. 2022. I predict that we are going to see the Steam release for New Year's of 2022. Are you talking January or December 31st, 2022? No, I'm saying New Year's Day. Oh, that's bullish. You know, that it, there's, there's no penalty to me being wrong, so. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Tarn's not going to just be like, all right, man, I'm not releasing it now. Screw you. Well, um, my prediction is um, both brothers will be um, put into mechanical bodysuits, uh, live for 300 more years, and the Steam release will come out 2,222, January 18. And it's still going to run on a single thread. No, obviously, yeah. <laughs> well, I hope he compiles it for the Mac M1. The Mac M quantum computer engine? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really would like to see it <laughs> compile for that, because those things are just, like, if you're going single, if you're going to go single core processing, Nothing is faster than those machines. And so it's like, come on, man. This game is built. Apple basically should be working with Tarn at this point. Kamzix Legendary says that that they had a dream last night that it was going to be released on April 4th, 2022. Okay. A dream. I like that. Uh, maybe February 2nd, 2022, because then it can be 2-22-22. Anyway. Okay, so... What does this mean, guys? A stray hen, tame, has been found dead, contorted in fear. That feels like something bad has happened. <laughs> it sounds like they saw one of your goblin guests. Contorted yeah, I mean, is... in fear? Yeah, do you see? I've got what? it, I've, I've got it okay, up on the screen on, right now. I've on. never I've... seen this before. Yeah, same. A hen has been found dead, contorted in fear. What caused um, that poor hen to do that? The what only that thing like? that I th- can think of is um, one of the intelligent undead in your fortress did that. Yeah. Because they sometimes come with the special powers, right? Hmm. So I can't imagine that happening, but I have never seen that. That is amazing. Yeah, so that's a new one. And look, it's in the, I think it's up, it was up in my chicken coop or whatever this thing is. So that's, <laughs> so hey, there's a first for everyone. You need to put up dwarven security cameras, man. I, I well, I really do. I, aren't those dogs? <laughs> yeah, but you can't play the dog back. No, it was just. Well, that's true. You no, you definitely can't do that. It would be good to be able to go back and see what happened there. Yeah, I would love it. I mean, I guess contorted in fear is pretty. Um, 
Yeah, that's uh, pretty scary. Uh, SP says that it was the basilisk. Apparently, yes. you have a bas- basilisk in your <laughs> fortress. In the in the bathroom, yeah, right? The fortress. Let's see. What do I got? No, I, I don't have anything. I've got a ghostly wood burner hanging out, having fun. Oh, uh, well, that could do it. Why is why why why? Oh, that's a ghost. Okay, I need to. Yeah, the, if it's a violent ghost. Oh. That's the problem. But he's in the caverns now, but anyway, we're going to make it to him. Yeah, it's one of those people that couldn't find his way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you need it. to build yourself a slab if you can't find the body. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to have to do here. Yeah. Okay, guys. All right, we did it. Yeah, so uh, we will see y'all in a couple weeks. And uh, everybody, thanks for looking in at the live stream and thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Terrific. And... Until next time, this is Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, and happy fortressing, guys. See ya. See ya. This has been the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable podcast. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. Stop by and leave a message or suggestion in the comments section for this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. You can find video content on our YouTube channel, and you can send us an email at urist at dfroundtable.com. That's U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com. Please consider donating to the creators of Dwarf Fortress at bay12games.com. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can find us at patreon.com slash dfroundtable. This is a conversational podcast. All craft storeship is of the highest quality.